Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going, we were born to try. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, man, it is Roasty, toasty out there, Rich B. Feels like 110. Yeah, well, in my house, it's 110, Rich B. <laughs> what, you got no air conditioner? No, no air conditioning. Holly, um, you got to remedy that situation. Yeah, Five well, um, I had uh, just the most awesome guys from DC AC Air Conditioning and Heating out today checking out uh, the Holly G Palace. And, um, you know, I've got... One of those flat roofs, Rich B, and he said it was about 150 up there on the roof. And there comes a point where that little air conditioner just has trouble, you know, bringing the temperature down. But anyway, uh, Brent Kruger and his guys, I got to say thank you, thank you for uh, for checking me out and getting things uh, fixed at the hacienda. But uh, I'm telling you what, Rich B. I I love playing golf in this weather. I love running in this weather, believe it or not. I was out there yesterday you for my lunch crazy. break. You're a mad person. And, what, uh, high noon, you're out running around? Oh, yeah, I love Jeez. it. Great, 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 great time to take a little break. And um, we're going to talk a little bit to an owner of a really cool company uh, that has a really cool product. And we're going to be giving some away tonight because, you know, we love Schwag. Are you giving in the giving mood? Yes. Nice. And it's I, I think you've seen these before, Rich B. It's the Chill Skins yeah. golf towel. These things are so cool. Like even in extreme heat, like right now when it's over ninety, they remain twenty degrees cooler than the temperature. And all you gotta do is put water on this thing, shake it, wave it, yeah. and you got Snap it. You got a cool towel for your whole round. I love these things, and um, we're going to be giving some away. You know, there's ice buckets on every golf cart now. I just don't know where this idea came from. But at Hunter's Creek, yes, there are ice buckets. Oh. Big step up. Rich B, ice bucket. Did oh. I hear the word? Ice bucket? Oh, no. I ice didn't go there. Ice bucket challenge. I can't believe oh, no. you, you set me up. Oh, coolers. I meant coolers. You and me, Rich B. You and me, Rich B, we're uh, doing, Holly, we're, Holly. we're going for it. Holly, nobody Next wants Wednesday. to see either of us with an ice bucket over. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> come on, all right. Look at if you're listening to us out there, you're fans of the Golf Insiders. I want you to call in and talk to our man behind the glass here. We're gonna do it next week, Rich B, after the show. And if any of our listeners want to come out and uh, participate with us, we're gonna raise some money for ALS. It's gonna be fun, and then maybe we'll go have a, a hot toddy. Sam sneeds when it's all over. But uh, this has, you know, just been absolutely an amazing thing. Um, of course, for those who are avid golfers, they may remember 
Uh, in fact, Tom Watson did it this week, did the Ice Bucket Challenge. His longtime caddy, I know you know him, Bruce Edwards, who um, came down with ALS and, and passed away. So lots lots and lots of money being raised. There That's is, the good news. There is no cure. I, I think they're up to something like $16 million, which is 700% over what they raised last year. That's that's uh, that's a large number. You know, it's one of the great things about social media. You know, just provides another way for charities to get visibility and to, you know, raise awareness for their causes. So, um, you and me, ice bucket challenge <laughs> oh, please, next Wednesday golly, after the show. I want to do it. And if you want to uh, chill skins towel, caller number five right now four zero seven nine one six eight two five five, and. Uh, Rich B. Camillo. Hey, uh, he did pretty good there. He shot 63 on Sunday and uh, blew the doors right off of old Nick Watney, who fired a little 70. Nick was looking out the window, and Camillo ran right by him. Yeah, a little trouble with the putter, um, but also interesting to see Brant Snedeker, again, another good finish. Bill Haas, who uh, has done very well, as we know, in the FedEx playoffs. In fact, won the whole shebang a couple years ago. Not only uh, playing at East Lake, but then uh, the commissioner Tim Fincham had to tell him that, oh, you won the FedEx Cup too. So um, a lot is happening here. Webb Simpson had a great, um, great Sunday as well. But let's get the scoop and go to our main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, right now. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. Um, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Um, are you yeah. are you at uh, Barclays or are you in between? Uh-huh. I'm on my way. <laughs> a few travel woes, yeah, I, you said. To Paramus. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm on my way and uh, plan to be there uh, for the first tee shot in the morning. New Jersey, as we like to say. Paramus, New Jersey. Um, first, your comments on the breakthrough with Camillo. I mean, I think this is, you know, this is another guy who has worked so hard on his game. He's, you know, another one that just has had so much talent and good to see him in the winner's circle again. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, this is what, it's like the fifth guy this year, I think, who was outside the top 200 in the world when he won. Uh, you know, I, until you know, until Rory got on this roll here recently, uh, you know, remember we were talking a lot about all the different kind of odd winners we had. And uh, even though he's a named guy, he had really fallen off. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't have a top 10 outside of that win. So, um, you know, but like you said, hard worker, and and it just sort of, it's more of a mystery that he hasn't won, uh, that he ended up, instead of him coming through and winning, because I think we, you know, we sort of expect more of him at this point. And one of the fittest guys on tour, I don't think he has an ounce of extra body fat on him. Hey, that's what they say about me as well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In your pinky, <laughs> maybe. Um <laughs> But, but uh, Bob, it's it's setting up for a pretty exciting week and weekend um, at the Barclays. And, uh, okay, of course, the buzz. Can Rory go for four in a row? What are your thoughts? You know, I think it's going to be tough. Um, how, do you, how do you pick against him, right? The guy who's been so good here for the last month. But on the other hand, doesn't he have to sort of – come down and crash uh, here at some point. Um, you know, after the PGA, he went, uh, came to this area, came to New York for uh, a couple days, 
Then he went back overseas, went home. He was at a Man United soccer game on Saturday. Then came back, you know, was doing the corporate stuff with Tiger on Monday. You know, um, it, you just figure at some point that it's got to take its toll uh, and uh, he's going to have a rough week. So maybe not this week. Um, he's been playing so well and he keeps talking about, hey, I want to keep pushing forward into great attitude. It doesn't seem like he's allowing himself to think in the way I was just talking. Uh, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just inevitable. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how he does. He's playing first thing in the morning. And, and uh, um, you know, he'll, we'll, we'll, we'll know pretty quick what, what, what he's got going for him here again this week. Who do they have him paired up with, Bob? They, they did it um, – they're doing it based on the uh, the, the – the standing, the FedEx. So he's with Jimmy Walker and Bubba. They're one, two, and three, and uh, so that's who he's gonna. That's who he's gonna be with uh, in, in in the first two rounds. And uh, I believe they did that throughout, or at least for a good bit of it. They've uh, they've they've done the old, you know, doing it by the by the rankings. So uh, you know, he's there. He's right there. Uh, uh, right uh, right with his. Um, you know, right with the guys who, who are right around him in the points. And, and, you know, that was one of the things Roy talked about. He'd like to uh, um, uh, he'd, he'd like to win the FedEx Cup. It's one of the things he's not done. You know, a couple of years ago when he won twice in the playoffs, he still didn't win. Uh, he won, He was uh, second to Brant Snedeker. So, you know, the, the, the best way you do that is you make sure you're in the top five going into Eastlake then your chances are exponentially higher. And then, then you got to win that tournament probably, or, or at least make sure that the guys who are behind you uh, are in the to- also in the top five don't win it. So, uh, you know, it's good to hear them talking that way. Well, you know, it has been quite an interesting year. Of course, we were hot to trot on Adam Scott, who actually happens to be the defending champion uh, for the Barclays, and he's been a bit under the radar. And then, of course, we were all uh, all over Martin Keimer. And uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see that you see some guys kind of bubbling up to the top with some late-season form, especially finishes by Bill Haas this past weekend, a, you know, past winner, as we mentioned, and Snedeker, who, of course, is – Trying, I think, very hard to make the Ryder Cup team. Uh, Webb Simpson, what do you what do you think about some of these guys? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's this is the crunch time for those Ryder Cup guys, and 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 really, you know, at this point, I think it's got to be, you know, you've got your nine guys who you who you who who made it based on uh, a year plus of of activity. These guys at every chance make it that way and did not so now you got to show something you know um you know snedeker and and webb they showed some life last week at the Wyndham. uh you know uh you i think it, i think it'd be good for tom watson to see something out of keegan bradley this week ryan moore's been in the mix you know he's had a bunch of good finishes but he hasn't won i mean somebody has to be the guy who you know puts his hand up or two guys and and shows some form here in these next two tournaments uh, in order to be picked. Do you think, Bob, it, it's a, I mean, it's at all a distraction? I mean, you know, we've got two things going on here, guys trying to make the Ryder Cup team and, you know, this playoff schedule and the FedEx Cup. 
Um, you know, it's it's it can be. Um, it's something that that you you'd like to have, especially the Ryder Cup part of it. You'd like to sort of have that taken care of. And when it's out of your hands and you're you're, it's almost become a beauty contest. Makes it you know it makes it that much harder. So um, you know yeah, and I know I know a couple of weeks ago at the at the Bridgestone. Uh, um, Keegan Bradley talked about this. You know, he said it's 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 really brutal to be in this position, and uh, you know it's hard to blame him. You know, it's uh, it's a tough tough spot to be in, and uh, um, you know I, I I feel for those guys. You know, they, they it, it it shows how much they care. They want to make it, and I think that's a uh, you know that's a, that's a, that's that's a part of this that makes it so hard, but. You know, the FedEx Cup sort of just takes care of itself. You know, you you have the high finishes, and you're going to advance, and you're going to move on and put yourself in position. It's really sort of no different than than uh, than anything else in golf. But uh, you know, in in this in, in for this one, uh, for the Ryder Cup, you know, it, it's it's not just uh, the results. It's showing some form. It's showing that you're making putts. It's it's so many things, and and I can see where that it is a distraction. Well, it is going to be a grueling schedule for the next five weeks. We have Barclays, then the Deutsche Bank in Boston, where it'll be trimmed to 100 players, the BMW, which this year is going to Cherry Hills out in Colorado, where there'll be 70 competing, and then finally trimming it down to 30 at Eastlake, followed the following week with the Ryder Cup. So we got a whole lot more golf coming up here as we move uh, into the late part of summer and into uh, September. As always, Bob, we appreciate your time. And uh, who's your pick on Sunday? Oh, who is my pick? Uh, I'll, g- I'll give you two darts. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Now, <laughs> now you've got the, you've got these you know you've got these good fields and um, you know I I uh, I. I kind of think that you got to go with somebody who's uh, who's maybe in that Ryder Cup mix. I think maybe they they are the ones to look at. I kind of like Snedeker. He's been playing well recently, been playing a lot of golf, but he's been finally playing pretty well. So maybe he's the guy this time. Well, we are getting into um, a really fun part of the season, and uh, I think something that's really uh, worked out well for the PGA Tour and for golf fans and. It'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes at the Barclays this weekend. Thanks, Bob. As always, travel safely. We appreciate you spending some few time, few minutes with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. And this is the Golf Insider 740, the game. Stay with us. We've got more giveaways coming up next. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G. Along with Rich B. Ice. Ice. Baby. Ice, ice, Oh, you baby. are dead sad on this thing. I thought you ice might forget about it. No, you're not going to forget. Challenge, Rich oh B, God. you and me next week, right here after the show. So if you want to come out, our favorite fans of the Golf Insiders, and watch this happen, Rich B and Holly G dumping the ice bucket, raising some money for ALS, come on out and join us after the show next week. 
7 o'clock, and uh, then we'll head over to Sam's Needs. We might even buy you a cocktail. So uh, come on out and join us. We're raising money for ALS. It's going to be a lot of fun. What do you say, Rich B? I'm going to change the subject immediately. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Sutherland, 59 on the senior tour. How's that? Amazing. Dude shot 59. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and tapped in for 59. He had a chance for 58. Yeah, the um, uh, it's just amazing. Once you get the putter going, uh, makes everything a little bit easier. Great, great easier. round. First time ever on the Champions Tour. And uh, he joins uh, some great company of 59ers, if you will. And uh, my man, Camillo. Camillo, NB Park. NB wins Park. On the LPGA. Back to back. And Bernhardt, I'll win any tournament longer. Any tournament, anywhere, anytime. This guy, is he, a, is he like going to be a captain's pick? I don't think it's going to happen. For the Euro Tour? But you know what? I also, I heard, I think I was list, watching, maybe it was Morning Drive this morning, Golf Channel, and uh, they were talking about he's got, he's playing with some 15-year-old irons, Rich B. You know, it used to be like that. I think he's playing with Ben Hogan Apex irons. Back in the day, that was, you know, you just couldn't get your golf clubs, or you couldn't get clubs away from a guy. He would keep them for years. Now, you change them like underwear. Just every year, boom, 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 get something new, something different. And believe me, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Well, uh, you'd think, though, these guys would kind of wear out their clubs. You know, who said 15-year-olds uh, irons anyway? Are you sure? Yes, I am positive. Like, okay. It, it, no doubt about it. But he's got a whole hodgepodge of stuff, but, you know, kind of looks like probably my uh, golf bag, which you have seen carries about 20 clubs on a weekly basis, depending on what I'm trying out. But, hey. I spent a little time over at Golf Week magazine today, Rich B, and um, happened to uh, have a little chat with the big cheese over there, the editor, Jeff Babineau, and we've got him on the line to give us uh, his assessment of the Barclays coming up this weekend. Hey, Babs. Hey, we were quite honored to have you in our hall. You, you should have brought Rich B with you. We would have had a big party. I know. Uh, I did sneak a few of the uh, peanut M&Ms in the lobby. Oh, they were missing. That's right. Is, um, there, is there anything really happening at Golf Week magazine? I can see you, Babs, sitting at your desk sticking pencils in the ceiling. You should see that office of Babs. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm in the indoor uh, simulator or the uh, putting wing. I tell you, it's it's a quite a nice uh, nice layout over there, uh, just across from Metro West, our our very own hometown national golf publication, Golf Week. So uh, most of the guys I know are up at Barclays in New Jersey, but um, give us uh, give us your your sneak peek on what you see happening this week, Babs. Yeah, I got a first round bye up at Barclays, and I'm going to join the playoffs at. Uh, at TPC Boston next week. But, uh, you know, it's an exciting time of the year. It used to be golf really fell off after the last major. You know, or you'd have this big gap between the PGA and the Ryder Cup. And, and now we have some meaningful golf being played. We have some good fields. Uh, so we have four solid weeks and then the Ryder Cup to look forward to. So, you know, this time of year when the football's in the air, it's still nice to have some meaningful golf, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in this stretch. Yeah, especially, as we mentioned, with the Ryder Cup this year, they've got five weeks of uh, demanding playoffs here, and it's certainly, um, you know, just very interesting with the variety of 
first-time winners we've had this year, and and then people like Camillo coming back and winning. Um, you think uh, Adam Scott is the defending champ, which he's sort of uh, been off the radar. Who do you see? You know, do you think it's a guy that's trending right now? Maybe somebody like Snedeker, who seems to be getting hot. Bill Haas had a good weekend, and you know he's he's been a winner. Yeah, those guys showed some form last week. Webb Simpson, uh, you know, who impressed me at the PGA, and, and you know, he finished a little bit back. But Jim Furyk, uh, he's been in some nice form. You know, he played well at the Open Championship, and he played really well at the PGA. That was such a long track. And he's a medium length guy. And once he, the rains hit, and how soft that was for for him to hang with the bombers, you know, to hang out with Rory and Ricky and Phil, uh, that was impressive. So I think Furyk showed in a lot of game. You know, he knows what these playoffs are all about. He stood on that last green at East Lake and made the winning putt to get that ten million dollars check. So that's right. I he think, had yeah, he had yeah. the he had the rally cap on. Remember, turned it backwards. That's right. Two thousand ten. About that's right, and he'll. Uh, he hasn't won since then, so he's ready to win again, I think. So I I think uh, I could see him making a run here in the playoffs and maybe hoist another trophy here in this four-week stretch. How about Duffner? Is he in the field? You know, he left the PGA in some rough shape, but I'm not even sure if he is at Barclays. And, uh, there, hasn't uh, been, there hasn't been a lot out of his camp about, about his uh, neck. No, he, was in, he was in a lot of pain, and he had, he had an epidural at, the, uh, at Akron, and uh, he was in a lot of pain. And, you know, when he got bumped out of the Ryder Cup standings, you kind of got the feeling up at Valhalla that he was not going to be part of this Ryder Cup mix. So and I think he has some uh, neck issues he has to get straightened out before he's playing some top golf again. Uh, Babs, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, past tournament winners, and uh, Camillo in 08 went back-to-back yeah, with, the back B- to back. with the BMW and the Tour Championship. That's right, he did, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then he took a little hiatus there and went cycling for a while. But, uh, uh, you know, it was good to see him back. It was kind of a strange finish last Sunday. You had a lot of guys falling back, and you had, and you flipped over and watched the LPGA finish, and Bernie Lincecombe struggled at the final uh, few holes. And it just shows you how hard it is to close out there. You know, he, Camilo hadn't won in a while, and I think it was big that he finished ahead of the pack and, and, Watch some of those other guys kind of tumble and fall because it's tough to win, especially if you haven't been there in a while. It makes you appreciate, you know, the run Rory's on or the streaks that Tiger's been on. And, you know, when those guys go on a tear, what really goes into that? So what do you think um, in terms of who's rising to the top in Watson's captain pi- captain's picks? I'm Certainly with Tiger announcing uh, last week that uh, he would not be able to play it's perhaps made it a little bit easier for Tom. Yeah, a little bit easier. Although, you know, you have that group from 12 to 25 that no one has really stood up and screamed, you know, I've, I've got to be your guy. Uh, Keegan Bradley wanted it so badly at the PGA. He kind of got in his own way. But I think Watson's pretty high on him. He knows what a competitor he is. He's a great matchup with Phil. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of Ryan Moore maybe getting in that mix. He had a great amateur match play career. He's new blood. I mean, look at the last time we brought a lot of new blood to the Ryder Cup was Val Hall in 2008, and we won. So, uh, and then I think uh, you know Snedeker's showing some good form. So those are those are three guys in the mix. Maybe Webb Simpson, 
jumps up and, and you know, he might be a guy you could put with Bubba. So uh, it'll be interesting. You have these tournaments within the tournament and makes for a lot of drama. And speaking of amateurs, Gung Yang captures the U.S. amateur title. You've got him on the cover this week. Top Gun. Tell us about this guy. Top Gun. Yeah. He, uh, you know, interesting kid, just a, a confident kid. He kind of he had back surgery as a youth and set him back for a while, but he really rose last week, and he had had his scholarship taken away at San Diego State. And uh, he, his, his coach told him after he won the Amateur that he'll be uh, re-signing uh, the, the following evening. I believe he's going to sign that scholarship back. So uh, it's a great mix, great great event up there. Uh, two great golf courses at Atlanta Athletic Club, and uh, you know they they stood up well. And it's just a really cool. I don't know if, if you know listeners have ever taken in the Amateur, but it's such a great spectator event because you walk up the fairways right behind these guys and. Really see a lot of great golf, and these young guys just bomb it. And the other side show, if you will, going on is the Web.com Tour as the pressure builds for those guys to secure their tour cards. Yeah, so that change is all mixed from the old Q school days we know, and now it's a four-tournament series, and you get a mix of guys who haven't had the greatest years on the PGA Tour mixing in with these guys from the web.com that are hungry and, and up and coming and try to grab some spots. So, yeah, that's interesting, too. I, I used to love the old Q school. Uh, I, I did, too. Them. I miss yeah, it. I Don't it. you miss yeah. it, Rich B? Yeah, it was a local uh, a local event right here at uh, Orange County National. Yeah, and it was great drama, and, you know, you had guys playing for their lives out there. And, yeah, now it goes over four, four weeks. So, you know, if you pop in there and have one big week, you can really wrap up your card in a hurry. And how about Bernhard, laughing all the way to the bank on the Champions Tour? Yeah, any chance in the world that he might get picked for the Ryder Cup? Yeah, unfortunately not. I think Paul McGinley's kind of written that one off, so he's going to go with some younger guys. and He has some pretty nice guys in the mix that, that aren't in the team yet, so it's too bad. I don't. I certainly don't think uh, Bernhard Langer would, would hurt you in any way. I think it would be pretty inspiring to see a guy playing that well, certainly in the foursomes. Uh, I I could see him stepping right in and competing and having no problems at all at Glen Eagles. But it's true he's he's got a pretty he's got a pretty deep bench. Looking at Luke Donald, Graham McDowell, who um, are are still sitting outside the numbers. Yeah, Poulter, and you know you got a pretty deep bench over there. And, I heard somebody be- call him the Ryder Cup ninja, Ian Poulter. <laughs> I thought that was great. He is. I guess he's the modern-day Monty, right? I mean, so there's, they have those guys that that's their best event. Monty, Sergio, Poulter. I mean, you go to a major and they're T28, but you go to the Ryder Cup and they're, they got a Superman cape on. So we need a couple of those guys. Get the U.S. back in the mix. Well, you know, Paul Azinger won with a bunch of rookies on his team that year. So anything's possible. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a great Ryder Cup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the U.S. is going to go in there. They know they're underdogs. It's not a bad place to be in this event. And, you know, you had guys like Ricky and Phil and a couple of these guys finding some form, Furyk. So they're not going to just roll over over there. And and playing in a big uh, favorite role is going to be different for the European side. So I think it's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks so much to Jeff Babino of Golf Week. What else uh, is in the issue this week, Babs? 
Well, we did uh, your old neck of the woods. We did the LPGA's finale up in Rochester and a lot of U.S. Amateur coverage and then getting ready for the playoffs. So we have a lot going on. All right, check it out, golfweek.com, as well as uh, you can get the print version every week. Nobody does it better than these guys. Jeff Babineau, thank you so much. You got it, thanks. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game, and hey, we're giving away another Chill Skins towel. Give us a call. This thing will keep you cool no matter what the temperature. Call us now, 407-916-8255. It's it's big. It's large. You could take it to the beach, Rich B. Call us now, 407-916-8255, and stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my muni. Well, as we all know, the uh, golf links can get pretty toasty this time of year in in the summer around Central Florida. And uh, I love playing golf in this weather for a lot of reasons. One, of course, uh, a lot of people tend to stay away from golf courses, and uh, especially during the midday. But I recently discovered a product that can make your golf during the summertime or any time, really, and a lot of outdoor activities a lot more enjoyable, and that is the Chill Skins Towel, and uh, I'm going to bring in the president of Lighthouse Promotions who handles the distribution of Chill Skins Towels here in the Orlando area, Bill Dixon. Bill, welcome to the Golf Insiders. Thank you very much. Nice to be here, Holly. So tell us a little bit about this product. It's pretty interesting. You can um, continue to use this thing, wash it, and... um, it's it's a pretty high tech little towel here. Yeah, it certainly is. The uh, the chill skin towel is a little different than some of the other cooling towels you may have seen in uh, you know other stores and things things that we carry now. Uh, it's a very thin towel. It uh, this needs to be damp, and it can be damp from basically any water source, water fountains, spigots, ponds, whatever the case may be. The temperature of the water doesn't matter. Uh, it's because it's so thin, it's made of a PVA material and a plant-based uh, extract that's kind of uh, a microfiber. And simply by waving it in the air, uh, getting air going through it, uh, the evaporation on the towel creates it uh, creates the uh, uh, the fact that it drops about 20 degrees, and uh, will stay that way for you know 15, 20 minutes at a time. If you have it on you, it'll get a little warmer, of course. But as long as the towel's damp, you just rewave it again, and it gets reactivated, and it stays cool. It's uh, It's been real popular, certainly, at uh, golf courses, uh, some around here in Central Florida, but certainly for anybody who's outside, whether you're jogging, riding a bike, uh, just yard work, construction, anything, uh, certainly in these uh, brutal summers uh, that we have, uh, uh, you know, here in Florida, uh, it can be hot any time of the year. These are these are great, great uh Great, great products and completely different than some of the ones you've seen. So there's no refrigeration needed. And as you said, you just simply moisten the towel from any water source. So, uh, you know, it could be the fountain. It could be a a water bottle. And you Mm -hmm. shake this and and it activates it? Yes. Yes. It's 
it's uh, it's quite unique. Yeah, no refrigeration. Doesn't need to be cold. Uh, doesn't need to be in the freezer like some of the others. A lot of them are terry cloth type things uh, that you've seen. And once they're not cold anymore, they're not cold anymore. So uh, these that you just seal it up. You put it into a bag. Um, it does come with its own uh, sealable bag, but uh, any kind of a Ziploc bag would work. Uh, and one of the things that's great about it, it doesn't mold or mildew. So. You can put it back in the bag, let it sit in the car for a few days, which I've had when I've been demonstrating them, and pull it out, wave it, and it cools right off. Well, that's you're right. You can wash it, and uh, don't put it in the dryer, but <laughs> you can wash it. And um, as I said, it won't mold or mildew either. So it's just it's a great thing to have and carry uh, carry around with you, especially especially for golfers. You can put it right in your golf bag and uh, and reuse it over and over again. And another interesting thing, these are very easy to logo, I can see, from uh, checking out your website. So I would think it would make a great tournament gift as well. Yes, this is, uh, this is also something that distinguishes it in the marketplace here, is that you can actually put a logo of uh, a company or the golf course uh, or that type of thing right onto the towel itself, not onto the packaging. Of course, you could do the packaging if you'd like, but right on the towel. And usually what happens is the towels or the product usually get separated from packaging and then you never know what, and the logo gets goes away, or at least the marketing part of it does. But this has it right on the towel. We even have a couple of courses that have put the entire layout of the course on the back of the towel. So that can be done, uh, that can be done as well. But if you're doing the tournaments, besides having them, of course, for your regular golfers and things, but if you're tournaments and you have sponsors, uh, these have been used uh, quite a bit in uh, PGA events. In fact, at the Players' uh, Championship just a, a month or two ago up in Jacksonville, they had about 1,600 of them they gave away as part of a sponsorship program. So, yeah, they've been very popular uh, for that uh, for that as well. We're speaking with Bill Dixon of Chill Skins Towels, and you were mentioning that you have two new products coming out? Uh, yes. As part of that, we have a large – there's a large and a small towel. The large towel is used – a uh, little bit more at this point because that kind of goes around people's necks and when they're trying to cool off or stay cool, they can do that and kind of tuck it into their shirt and and, uh, and keep that part of you cool there. There's a little smaller towel as well um, that can be used for various things, including children's size as well. But they also have uh, chill skin headbands uh, with the same technology, put them right on. And then they also have a cooling beanie. And the beanie fits right on top of your head. You put it on just, just almost like a little bit of a hat, but then you can put your hat over it, and that will keep uh, that'll keep your head cool as well. Rich B, I can see you in the Chill Skins beanie. I want one. This product is awesome, and let me tell you, it's, it's about a $20 towel because you can just keep using this thing, and, you know, got to be careful out there with heat stroke, but you can use it for all kinds of sports. Take it to the beach, uh, I, I got one in a tournament, and I just thought it was uh, absolutely fantastic. So going to give one away right now, 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255, caller number three. Get your Chill Skins towel, and uh, maybe we'll give you two, and you can give it to your playing partner this Saturday. How fun would that be? So give us a call right now. And, uh, Rich B., we've got Steve Eubanks coming up next from Global Golf Post. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. 
We're back. The Golf Insider's taking you home on the toasty fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. We're just trying to keep everybody cool out there, Rich, because it's just been so hot. So we're going to give away another towel, another Chill Skins towel. Caller number 4, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255. We loaded up the lines a few minutes ago, but I'm 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 telling you this is this is a great product. I want a beanie. You you got one, buddy. I want a beanie. Got one coming your way. So um, you know, we announced last week that Sam Sneed's Tavern in Maitland had become our official 19th hole, and the Greater Greensboro Open. You know who won it eight times? Let me guess. Sam Sneed. And, you know, if you go in there, it's kind of like a history of all of Sam Snead's victories. And uh, the place is packed with uh, memorabilia. The the Wyndham, which used to be known as the Greater Greensboro Open. Uh, yep, Sam Snead, eight times tied with Tiger Woods for the lead in this PGA Tour record. So, and we, uh, you know, we just love hanging out over there. And come join us for a cocktail happy hour every day, Monday through Friday from 3 until 7. Except on Wednesday when they hold it open till 7.05 so we can scoot over there after the show. An addendum. Without delay, we're going to go to one of our favorite golf insiders. And, uh, you know, he sent me a little bio on himself earlier today, Rich B. And, uh, you know, he's such a humble guy. Steve Eubanks is a New York Times bestselling author. He's written 36 books and covered the game for two decades. 36 books? And a special contributor to Global Golf Post, one of our favorites, the e-zine of, uh, of the Golf Insiders. So without further delay, let's get his thoughts on what's shaping up with the FedEx playoffs. Steve Eubanks. Hello, Steve. Can you hear me, Holly? I can hear you now. Well, I hope all is well there. Uh, it's very hot here. You're uh, in Hotlanta? I am indeed. It isn't as hot right now because we just had a series of thunderstorms blow through, but uh, but it is still a little muggy. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's nice to have a little lightning in the air. It kind of gets you fired up and ready to you know ready for the golf week to get underway. All right, Steve. Nice going, man. So you obviously were over at Atlanta Athletic Club. I was indeed. Yeah, I was there for the entire week. It was some. It, it was really one of the one of the. Uh, more fascinating and, and uh, really exciting events uh, of the calendar, even even if you're not a really big fan of amateur golf. I mean, to see this kid come out of nowhere, uh, it, it was funny because um, uh, no, my Gun, uh, Gun Yang, who won the U.S. Amateur, when he beat um, Ollie Schneiderjans, who was the number one player in the world, I mean, Ollie came up to us and said, who is this guy? Nobody had ever heard of him. He was, seven, he was ranked 776th in the world. Uh, comes out of nowhere, hits some of the greatest golf shots really that I've ever seen, and perhaps perhaps the best shot I've ever seen in his victory over Ollie, and uh, just just was a, a a steady solid player throughout the week. It was it was incredible. Seven seventy six rank. Well, that gives a whole lot of hope for a lot of other aspiring uh, amateurs out there. No doubt about that. I've got, I've got to say, what a great looking golf course that is. 
It really is a good golf course. It's a very difficult golf course. Now, of course, they have 36 holes there, uh, and the Riverside course, they use both of them for qualifying. The Riverside course is a little more member-friendly, uh, not, you know, difficult to say, that, but, but still a little, uh, a little less penal. Uh, than the Highlands course, which is just one long par four after another. It's just uh, very, very difficult. But I have to describe the shot that uh, that Gun Yang hit during his uh, match against Dolly Schneider's end. He, uh, they played number two out there as a par four. It was just over 500 yards long. Drives it in a right fairway bunker. Deep as a cave in there. He's got the 231 to the flag. I'm thinking he's just going to hit eight iron up there somewhere in a layup. He hits a high-cut four-iron from a bunker, 231 to six feet, makes birdie. Well, a high-cut. Now, that sounds like something Shot Doctor would say, high-cut four-iron. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that hey, is an awesome shot. I, you know, the guy's a stud. So so much so much golf that was going on last week, Steve. Uh, we've got to give uh, some some uh, time here. we got a couple of minutes to talk about the fourth major of the year, the LPGA Championship, which was up in my hometown of Rochester. Uh, unfortunately, it's moving out of Rochester. Wegmans, who's been a longtime LPGA supporter, and then stepped up to uh, to sponsor the championship when McDonald's uh, moved away. But um, it was a great tournament. So unfortunate to see uh, Brittany not not to uh, get it get get the win, but um, great back to back by Emby. It really was a great back-to-back by Envy and, and just tenacious and, and stuck with it and kept playing her game all the way through to the end. Uh, I, I hope that she gets the credit she deserves for winning back-to-back, uh, this event back-to-back, and it doesn't go down as the event that uh, Brittany Lindscombe blew, uh, even though I think in, in immediate hindsight that's the way we're going to remember it. Got one minute here, Steve. Love to know who you're looking at for uh, the win this week at Barclays. Foolish not to look at Rory McIlroy, making three in a row. I mean, three big events in a row. When he's on his game, he's playing better than everybody else by mine. And who's your dark horse? Uh, Not that there's a dark horse quite at this stage of the game, but there's still 125 guys hoping to get to the Deutsche. There are still 145 guys out there. You know, I I haven't picked a dark horse of yet, but... uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at Eric Compton. I mean, he, uh, I, I just am thrilled with how he's played in the majors. He's consistent, and, uh, you know, his story's so great that I, I have to keep pulling for him. Absolutely agree. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post, thank you so much. Check him out on globalgolfpost.com. It comes every Monday in your email. All you have to do is sign up. Uh, it's free. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Hey, Rich B. Uh, it's exciting. We're in playoff mode. What do you say? I can't wait. I, you know, I think Tiger or uh, uh, Rory is gonna win the whole thing. I mean, he didn't Nike give him a bunch of money uh, not that and, long ago. Yeah, and and some clubs. But um, hey, here's something you 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 know we should look at that um, Jim Furyk has won several of these of the individual events in the past. As I mentioned, Camilla went back to back and he's hot again. Rory did win back-to-back in 2012. And Henrik Stenson, there's another guy we should keep our eye on. Henrik is always uh, in the hunt. You know, just cleaned up in 2013. So, um, hey, I'm going uh, to go for Matt Kuchar this week, Rich B. Nice. I'm going with uh, Ricky Fowler, winning it all. All right. <laughs> you listen to the Golf Insiders. We love you. We'll be back next week.